This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. July 29th, 1945. The United States is bombing Tokyo and other cities and laying waste to the once mighty Japanese Navy. Terms of surrender have been offered, but rejected by Japan. World War II is all but over. But it's not quite over. That was the context for a shocking crash in New York City. The plane crashed into the 78th and 79th stories at a speed of about 200 miles an hour. A B-25 bomber slammed into the 79th floor of the Empire State Building. Thirteen people were reported dead. The toll would eventually rise to 14. The pilot, two others on board the plane, and 11 people in the building. This was 56 years before 9-11. But unlike this century's skyscraper crash, it wasn't an enemy attack. The pilot was Lieutenant Colonel William F. Smith, Jr. He'd become disoriented in the thick fog that had enveloped Manhattan that morning. It was pilot error. It was a Saturday. Smith was an experienced pilot, a decorated veteran of the war. He was flying the transport plane from Bedford Army Airfield in Massachusetts to LaGuardia Airport in New York. He was on his way to his home base in South Dakota. He wanted to divert from LaGuardia to Newark Airport to pick up his commanding officer. Air traffic control wasn't thrilled with the idea. The last words the controller spoke to Smith were to tell him that he couldn't see the top of the Empire State Building. Smith was supposed to turn to the left when he passed the Chrysler building, but with zero visibility, he didn't realize where he was, and he turned right. He slammed into the Catholic War Relief Office, a project of the National Catholic Welfare Council. One engine shot clear through the building and out the other side, landing on a rooftop a block away and starting a fire that destroyed a penthouse. The fuel tanks exploded and started a fire in the Empire State Building. It was put out in less than an hour and the building's structure was intact. It's unique in the history of firefighting for a blaze that high up in a skyscraper to be brought under control. Also unique, the experience of a 20-year-old elevator operator named Betty Lou Oliver. She was on the 80th floor when the plane crashed into the building, and she suffered severe burns. Rescuers found her, treated her, and put her on another elevator to evacuate her from the building. What they didn't know is that the other engine from the B-25 had gone down the elevator shaft, severing the cables of the car that Betty was being loaded onto. The doors closed, and the elevator plunged 75 floors, more than a 1,000 feet. Incredibly, she survived. The severed cables had fallen to the bottom of the shaft. They may have coiled up and acted as shock absorbers. Air pressure in the shaft may have slowed the car's fall as well. But Betty Lou described how the car was falling so fast that it felt like she was floating. Also, the elevator was on fire. And when the car hit bottom, an oil buffer cylinder crashed up through the floor of the car. Everywhere, 
but in the one corner where Betty Lou was standing. Betty Lou Oliver had to be cut from the wreckage of the elevator. She had two broken legs and a broken back, along with the severe burns she'd suffered upstairs. She'd already given notice that she was leaving her job at the Empire State Building. She was just working there while she waited for her husband, Oscar, to come back from duty in the Pacific. He was a torpedo man, third class in the Navy. It took her eight months, but she recovered. And she and Oscar went home to Fort Smith, Arkansas in 1946 and eventually had three children together, seven grandkids. He died in 1986. She died in 1999 at the age of 74. And on the Monday morning after that terrifying Saturday morning crash on the 79th floor, the Empire State Building was open for business. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.